me and this fat kid, we ran, we ate, and read books, and it was the best. <laughs> Heck, from Hunt for the Wilder People, that was an awful <laughs> Australian accent. New Zealand, it's not Australian. That's right. They're New Zealand. Got to make sure to say that correctly. Well, it was pretty good New Zealand accent. It was a terrible Australian accent. But, uh, but, it, was, but it was on point for New Zealand. Sure. Why not? <laughs> My apologies to Russell Crowe, I it, guess. It sounded like you did a couple weeks ago when you had allergies. Yes. Uh, yeah. Hi, welcome to the... <laughs> <laughs> it, this movie is delightful, but it brings up some really great questions that we want to talk about from a biblical perspective. So we hope you'll stay with us. I'm Taylor. And I'm Brian. And this is the Echo Podcast at the Movies. Where we are looking for truth in the noise. And... Popcorn. Hey, Brian, how you doing? Hey, the summer is flying by. How time flies. Didn't we just talk about that? Uh, we did. Well, thankfully, I'm not being ago. persecuted. Oh, yeah, man. That would have been we, rough. Yeah, last episode was thick and oh, heavy. Boy. And this week, we want to uh, talk about a big topic. But also, this movie is really fun. It really is. I had not seen this film until you mentioned and suggested it. And then I found out that Sam Neill, one of my favorite actors, uh, he's Dr. Grant from Jurassic Park. Oh, yes. He's that's in this. right. And it is this a surprisingly thoughtful, unnecessarily hysterical film for, for, yeah. the, for the topics that it's dealing with. Uh, so funny. It, directed by uh, Taika Waititi, um, who directed uh, Thor. Ragnarok, uh, and one of my, one of the films that's really been growing on me, uh, Jojo Rabbit. Oh, I really like that movie. Yeah, about the kid being a Nazi. And, oh, it boy. It is something. Also fun and ridiculous. But this is one of your films, so what's it about, really? Yeah, so the, the gist of the movie is that uh, Ricky Baker uh, shows up to a foster family. That's going to take him in. Mm -hmm. And it's obviously he's one of those kids that's kind of close to aging out of the system, probably has been rejected time and again, had all of these heartaches. You really don't know them. You just see that he finally has a foster mom mm. who's really going to love him. She's awesome. Yep. And the foster dad who's just going along with what mom wants, but isn't real excited. Yeah, heck, yes. played by Sam Neill, yes. the guy we quoted at the beginning. Yes, and so uh, young Ricky, who, what was he, maybe, I don't know if the film says, 13 or 14 years 13 old, or 14, something like yeah. that, uh, gets to this kind of out, kind of outback, again, it's New Zealand, so that's not Australia. But anyway, they, li they live out in the middle of nowhere. The bush. Kind of play in the bush, that's right, yes, what they call it, the bush. And that's where Heck likes to spend his time. Uh, so, again, we're going to just do spoilers here because I don't know how else to talk about it. You really can't. It's, it's yeah. just, We assume you've watched the film, and if you haven't, then either shame on you or good yes. for you. Yes. The, the film follows the first really good, precious moment where he gets a dog for his birthday yeah. with the mom dying. And you're like, no, ain't it just the way? Oh man, he was. We just saw he was going to have a chance, and so uh, young Ricky then uh, 
hopes that he can stay, but Heck doesn't want him. Yep. And uh, Ricky finally kind of manipulates the plan and runs off, and Heck comes to find him Burns out in the bush. Burns down the barn and the house, and oh boy. And Heck hurts himself, so they can't go back. And then by the time they're ready to go back, they realize that uh, kind of one of the little side stories is the lady who's kind of in charge of the foster care system or social services uh, thinks that Heck has kidnapped Ricky and they're saying, you know, that Ricky has to come back to the state because yep. the mother has died. Ricky doesn't want to do that. And Heck kind of at first begrudgingly and then as the movie unfolds, yep. the two of them end up kind of running through the bush as this national manhunt begins looking <laughs> yes. for them. And and you see that Heck begins to change his attitude yeah. towards Ricky through all of that. Yeah. So that's kind of the whole movie. And we we won't spoil the very, very end of it. Um, they but, all die yeah. in a nuclear holocaust. <laughs> uh, no, that, that doesn't happen. But. No, no, no. It, uh, it's better than that. But there, it's hilarious. There's lots of really funny moments. But I thought the biggest theme of it was just the great human desire to find belonging and family. Yeah. Whenever we hear stories about children in the foster care system, most of the stories are not good. Yeah. They're constantly um, either abandoned or neglected or they run away or they try to get out. Um, so at the heart of it, it's a story about community. Um, so what, what, what does the Bible kind of address and how, how does the Bible teach us about our deepest human desire? Yeah. Well, God, speaks to that desire. One of my favorite scriptures is Isaiah 43, 1. Uh, but now says the Lord, the one who created you, Jacob, the one who formed you, Israel, don't fear, for I have redeemed you. I have called you by name. You are mine. F to hear the voice of God saying, I love you and you belong to me. Ezekiel 34, and you are my sheep, human sheep of my pasture, and I am your God, declares the Lord. Um, I am the good shepherd. I know my own, and my own know me, just as the Father knows me, and I know the Father, and I lay down my life for the sheep. That's in John 10. Yeah. So all through Scripture, God is saying, you belong to me. Let's be together. Let's belong together as, as God's family. Yeah. I think sometimes we miss the idea of salvation when we just think about, I get saved and I get to go to heaven, and we miss the idea that, Salvation is belonging to God's forever family. Yeah, and I, I love using that phrase. It's a it's a phrase I first learned in adoption of you know adopting uh, our daughter. We talked about a forever family. She has a forever family now, and God wants us to have a forever family, even an eternally forever yeah. family. And that's such a deep a deep place for any child is to find belonging. It's one of the aspects of baptism that we don't always focus on. It's not simply a public declaration of a person's faith. It's also an initiation that the community is saying they're with us and they're ours, which is why Jesus, who never sinned or had to repent, was baptized in mm -hmm. the Gospels. He was identifying with his people. This was his tribe, if you will, and they were accepting of him in, in that moment. And the film does a really good job, I think, of showing the darkness of loneliness. Yeah. And really digging into this, I want to be called by my name. How, how many times have you heard, uh, when, when you were growing up, it's like, no, you, you shake a person's hand, you look them in the eye, and you say their name. name. Because nothing, nothing sounds as beautiful to a person as somebody saying their name. Yeah. Right? And, and the fact that God calls us by name. Yeah. That's really cool. Yeah, it, it really is. 
uh, I love just seeing in the in the first church and in Jesus saying, I, I have come to bring good news to the poor. Well, why was it such good news? Because these were oftentimes the people who were first coming to Jesus were the people who felt like they didn't belong anywhere. Right. They were kicked out of society. They were kicked out of the city gates. They were kicked out of families. And Jesus says, you have belonging now. This is good news for you. So I love that uh, in, in scripture. So I think that there's a tension that the film really addresses. It's the idea of wanting to belong, mm-hmm. but believing you won't. Oh yeah. And then the activity of the individual takes place in that tension. So what becomes the breaking point of I want to belong and that overcomes or overpowers or replaces the dominant idea of I'll never belong? Hmm. Yeah. Are you wondering about like what's the breaking point in the movie? No, no, I'm or thinking about in real life. I think I think in real life the, the movie's pretty easy. It's whenever yeah, yeah, yeah. the kid's like, "Oh, I do need help." Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I do need when, when he finally calls heck uncle. That's true. Yeah, oh, he it's changes a powerful the name. moment. Mm-hmm. Yeah, because he's calling him by a title, a familial title, not heck. You know, it's like yeah. it's one it's the I think it's early on in the film <laughs> whenever Ricky does come to heck and he's like Hey, she she told me to come ask what you if I can help you with anything. And Sam Neill's like, "You can help me by leaving me alone." Yeah, yeah. And he goes, "Okay," and he leaves. Like, there's yeah. no issue. Like, they they don't like each other. For the writers, what's a name we can give a crusty old guy? Yeah, Heck. Heck. <laughs> oh, heck. Crikey, let's name him Heck. Good day, mate. Um, Heck. It it works out brilliantly. I I I, I like that. But for, which do you think that there's a point or a moment for us as as individuals, people, humans, where we all of a sudden just go, I gotta have people, I gotta have community, I can't keep doing this on my own by myself. I think the pandemic kind of helped us realize just how important it is for human interaction and connection and community. But do you think there is a moment or there is a point or is it a gradual Well, I think it can be different for different people. You know, I've had the opportunity to do ministry with people who, for them, they had to really believe that they were safe with God. Mm. But because they came from so much hurt in their own family, yeah. it's if, you're, if your earthly father has rejected you, it's hard to accept that your heavenly father will accept you. Mm. And even though you can get told that and you can read that, to really believe it can be the game changer for people. And it's that willingness to trust and to be vulnerable and to say, God, I trust you with my life, with my future. Um, but then uh, sometimes people can only get loved there. They need to see that love and acceptance from church family right? so that they can then realize that God, uh, who that church family is representing, will love them the same way. Yeah, it's kind of the question of what would Jesus look— uh, wh- how do people see Jesus based on what you say about him mm, or yeah. what your church does? Yeah, um, It's a good question, but Taika Waititi, he—, he all of his films have a theme about family yeah. and belonging. Thor Ragnarok, it's the destruction of a family and then the replacement of that family. Uh, Jojo Rabbit, okay, not going to deal with that right now. It is, it is, way, t- it is way too much. Um, but it deals with the same thing, the destruction of a family and then the replacement of a family, if you will. And now, Hunt for the Wilder People, it's a kid who doesn't have a family and has now come to believe he's on his own and he has to make it happen that he won't belong, he doesn't belong, for whatever reason, until he realizes he does belong and he can belong. 
I think for a lot of us, we just have to realize that we can belong without a lot of change to us, mm-hmm. especially as Christians, right? Because we think, yeah. oh, I have to do A, B, and C before I can be loved by the community. Yeah. And we should be loving people regardless. That yeah. doesn't mean we agree. doesn't mean we affirm everything that's happening or what they're doing. But we say, no, you're, 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 you're worthy of dignity and respect, um, even though you are doing blank and blank, which we disagree with. But we love you. Can we pray? Can we serve? Mm-hmm. And then hopefully they become a part of the community and the family. Yeah. And let me just flip this around a little bit. Heck, in some ways, mirrors the old man from up. I mean, a little bit. Oh, definitely. And so, but what changes for him is he goes from a life that's captured and surrounded by grief and thus lack of purpose and any kind of passion to a life when he embraces Ricky as his own, then his life has purpose and passion and love and joy. And for those of you who are wondering, what is next in my life? Look for a kid like Ricky. Mm. Look for a neighbor. Look for a single mom. Look for somebody who's maybe struggling. Uh, maybe look for a widow. Uh, look for somebody who needs some belonging and love and give yourself to that because God has formed the church to give people belonging. And it's one of the greatest things you can do with your life. I'm reminded of two great truths that we find within Scripture. And first is Genesis 1. God made us in his image. And mm-hmm. for us as Protestants, we take that to be when God said, let us make man in our image. He's talking to himself in his triune identity. And so God made us to be with people. God made us in community. Mm-hmm. And the idea of isolation, it's detrimental not only to humans, period, but especially to Christians. And then you fast forward to the book of Philemon, or Philemon, how one of my professors used to say it. I always thought it sounded <laughs> oh, like no. a Pokemon. Philemon, Philemon. But, um, but one I of the main— I play Philemon, go. Oh, stop. But, I, but within the book of Philemon, or the letter, I should say— See, now I'm saying it, not Philemon, sorry. Within the book of Philemon, <laughs> um, it's the Latin phrase— No, I'm trying to be serious. I'm making a point, man. <laughs> It's the Latin phrase, um, um, anus Christianus, nullus Christianus, uh, no Christian is a Christian alone, Mm. that you cannot be a Christian in isolation. We need each other. We are a community of faith. There's a reason that we're called the body. There's a reason that we're called the church or the assembly, whatever you want, however you want to do it. We need each other for the encouragement of our own faith, but also the encouragement of other people's faith. Christianity is a community faith. Yeah. Yeah. Let's echo this back. You belong to God. He loves you. And as part of his forever family, you can help people find that same belonging, not just in their relationships with you, but in you helping them know that they belong with God as well. And let me just give you one little practical to-do thing. Find a family that's providing foster care or maybe newly adopted, uh, adopting family, and just give them a little bit of extra love and support. Because like heck, they could probably use a little bit of extra help, even if you don't know it. Heck, yeah, they do. (laughs) Oh, no. I've been waiting all episode to say it. I I apologize. There you go. Well, hey, thank you guys for listening and joining us on this fun summer series of the Echo Podcast at the Movies. We've hoped you've enjoyed it. If you haven't seen these films, these are some of them are a little bit more obscure for others. This one's PG-13. It is. It's probably on the tame end of PG-13 is how I'd say. The next film we're going to be covering is rated R for language. And it's heavy as well. It is heavy. 
It's the film First Reformed, starring Ethan Hawke, written and directed by Paul Schrader. It's the story of a minister who's coming upon the 250th anniversary of the church that he pastors, First Reformed, and all of the problems he has as a person. It, it's heavy, it's dark, but it's also very honest in its portrayal of the notion of despair. Yep. So that's where we'll be next week. I'm Taylor. And I'm Brian. And this is the Echo Podcast at the movies. Where we are looking for truth in the noise and, and popcorn. popcorn. We got to stop doing that. Yeah, we should have. I like saying it you together. Like, you say it together? One, 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 one more time. And pop. Are we harmonizing? No. We're going to harmonize? Okay, no. fine. All right. Look, look, see, looking for truth. Uh, looking for truth in the noise. And, and popcorn. popcorn. <laughs> <laughs> oh, gosh. I started high and went low. You, you did. I... Uh,